Hey guys, this is Tony with Inner Geek Designs. Today I'm back with another Inner Geek podcast. Today I want to talk about finding your niche as a freelance designer and why you should do it. Um, this is the first episode of the freelancer part of the podcast. Uh, I took a kind of week off to kind of recoup, kind of figure out what was going on, get my head straight, and uh, back at it. <clears throat> I'm going to try to play out with some days between the freelance and the in-house and see what days work best for this. This one's going out on Monday, even though the in-house one went out Monday first. We'll test out some days, see what works best, and then we'll try to figure out where to go from there. Um... But let's get into today's topic. Uh, finding a niche as a freelance designer is something all designers should do. Um, when you're starting out as a freelance designer, you kind of have to be a, a jack-of-all-trades. You kind of have to do everything. The thing is, there's only so much you can do and be really good at. And there's... Uh, you can only be really good at a couple things. So you can be kind of good at a lot of things, but really good at a few things. Um, and this you should take in with the freelance design. <clears throat> you know, finding a niche as a freelance designer isn't just, I'm going to be a brand designer, I'm going to be a logo designer, I'm going to be a layout designer, I'm going to be a web designer, a front-end designer, a back-end designer, a UX, UI designer. That's not just what it is. Um, it's also... I only want to work with these types of clients, you know, small businesses, corporates, uh, small or startups. It could also be, I only want to work with manufacturers. I only want to work with uh, <clears throat> video game developers. It could be something like this as well. Um, and finding this gives you... A benefit over the people that are doing everything and offering everything in the kitchen sink um, and we'll go through that a little bit and, and uh, dive into this topic more I think it's a topic a lot of freelance designers need to start talking about um, it's good to offer everything starting off but you need to start niching down like when I started I offered all the design services I offer now and photography and videography and I tried to be a design studio I've rolled back those services since then i don't offer video and photography anymore i now just say hey if you need these services i know people that i can work with that'll help give you quality work that i stand behind um so yeah i think this is a good topic for you guys so uh yeah so like the in-house designer like my past podcast i want to talk to you guys about what i've been doing as a freelance designer just to give you some insight of what it is to like to be a designer, maybe give you some tips and tricks that I've been noticing that's real-world experience. So what I've been recently working on is I did a, uh, <clears throat> a branding package for a streamer, or sorry, a YouTube creator. Um, it was a little bit different. They were uh, an entertainment channel, which I haven't done much work for, but um, it was a good experience. I did something that was a little bit different. A little bit abstract it was a the icon turned out to be a more abstract smile that you could see it was a smile but it could stand out on its own um it was a pretty quick project you know just a logo all the versions of the logo all the different formats for the logo um and then they needed uh their social media headers end screen thumbnail template and uh I think that was about it but not too much 
But it was a pretty simple project. Got it done in a couple days. I usually don't do logo projects that fast, but I didn't have much else on my plate, and it turned out to be pretty cool. Um, probably see it on Instagram this week once I get the social media scheduled out on top of that. <clears throat> um, I've been doing a lot of client hunting lately. Uh, I've been using some of the things that I use a lot, which is uh, Twitter, Instagram, and called emails. Each of these have their perks, um, and you have to do them all a little bit differently. You know, the Twitter, I have to do a couple days at a time just because they're, they come in waves. Um, Instagram, I have to kind of take some time, sit there, look at people's Instagram profile, look at their website, look at their marketing material to see if they're even in need of my services, and then go from there. Uh, cold emails, same thing. I have to look at all their marketing materials, see if they actually need my services. I don't want to reach out to people if they don't need their services. This is something all designers do. They just reach out to everyone and say, hey, I just want you to work with me. But if they don't need their your services, why reach out to them? They don't need those services. You're just wasting their time. Um, I've been slowing down on the freelance end of things. Um, we've got a big move coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, we're moving an hour and a half and away, so I, that's kind of been taking my attention away. But I've been doing this freelance where I can and trying to fit in as much as possible. Um, I've been also in this kind of weird funk lately. I don't know how to explain it. It's not really depression. It's not really lack of motivation. It's just kind of just here. Um, so I'm trying to work through that out, get my head straight again. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been doing it as a, a freelance designer. You know, you got to keep client hunting. Up to a certain point, at a certain point, it will change. Like, I still get clients every once in a while that pop up and say, hey, I like your work. Um, Want to work with you? Um, also, one thing I like to mention about with me doing client hunting is that uh, keep your prices where you feel okay. Um, I've noticed that some people are saying my prices are too high, but where their prices are, I can't go that low. Like, we are talking, like... A big difference over 50% difference um, and this is something that everyone needs to take an account you'd want work but you don't want to um, lower your expectations or your uh, bottom line for your work so let's talk about the topic today find your niche as a designer <clears throat> Niche is something that helps any designer grow. Um, freelance, in-house, agency, whatever. Um, people always want to see more people have a bigger portfolio or a bigger breadth of work. But if you're niche down to a point to where you can do a lot of different things for maybe a specific customer or vice versa, you can do specific work for a lot of people, you'll become an expert. Um, and this is where you'll grow faster than someone who does everything. Um, it, it does something when clients are looking at you. When clients are looking at you and they see everything on your website, they don't know what you're really good at. So let's say you're, uh, you're starting out designer. You have web design, graphic design, logo design, print design, marketing. You have all this stuff on your website. Um, what are they supposed to call you for? So, 
What if you had on your website just branding? You are a brand to designer. You design logos. You design the material for it. They know that they can come to you for that. Now, they might ask for some other stuff. Yes, you could probably do it regardless of what it is because design, once you learn some of the, the technical end of it, it's all not that different. It's more of the strategic and the uh, content end of it that's harder. <laughs> so what is a niche? A niche is working with a specific industry, client type, or doing specific work. Uh, freelance designers niche down with either client type. So what does a client type mean? That means um, you know, you're working with small businesses. You're working with nonprofits. You're working with maybe content creators. You're working within a specific client type that you know you can deliver the best quality work. Specific industries. Maybe you're only re you really are good at manufacturers or you're really good at, um, let's say streamers, or let's say video games, or let's say uh, retails. Um, these industries have their own, their own work, their own, um, These industries have a specific customer, and you as a designer, if you work within that specific industry long enough, know how to communicate properly with design with those customers. Um, and this is this can be extremely beneficial. I know people only work in the streaming space and can do killer streaming work. And I know people who work in um, retail and can make killer work. It's, it's something that you might want to consider. Like, say you like working in a specific industry. Like, say you like making t-shirt designs. Well, just become the t-shirt guy and make t-shirts. How do you find your niche? This is something a lot of people ask. Well, it depends on if you're going into school or if you're not going into school. If you're going into school, you have time to figure this out easier and safer than someone who isn't. Um, school gives you that opportunity, that breather, to figure out what you want to do, what you want to be. So, say you start, uh, you're going to school. They're going to give you a wide range of projects. This is for a couple reasons. So you can have a little bit of taste of everything, and you can figure out what you want to do. So say you're in a school, you're working on a project that has a lot of layout and print design, um, and you don't you don't like that work, but you really like logo design work. Well, now you've figured out where to focus more on going forward. If you're not going to school, this is a little bit harder because you have to work with live clients. You have to start doing work. But you may not have to do live work. Maybe you start building work that is for your portfolio and you realize, man, I really don't like this logo work, but I really like web design work. Well, that's something you should take note and be self-aware enough to go forward with. Um, some people just want to give them the kitchen sink. Don't. Don't do that. That's not what this is about. You need to learn that, okay, I don't like doing this, so I might need to just 
outsource that if someone gives me wants me to do it but i still want that client and that's where network comes in handy if you have a lot of people that you can bounce this stuff off with give them feedback say hey look this is what we need i don't want to do that work but i'll do this work and we can work together so why does have a niche help you Having a niche helps you in a couple of different ways. Having a niche allows you to focus as a freelance designer. Freelance designers don't have that much time to start out with. Um, they're always struggling for time, balancing work-life balance. Um, it's, it's a tough gig to be a freelance designer. But having a niche allows you to focus. You don't have to worry about everyone. You don't need to worry about your specific clients. Um, and this will allow you to focus spending time on, you know, searching for the right clients, um, find, not worrying about the other ones. And you can get down, your niche can get down as far as, you know, I want to work with small businesses that make X between X and Y that work in this specific industry. And that'll give you even more focus. So say, okay, I reached out to this company. They don't make this much. So I know they're not going to be willing to pay what I want. Okay, that's cool. Let's go on to the next one. They make more than that, but they still in that industry and they still are that size. Okay, let's work with them. Now you just, instead of trying to focus on two clients, you are now only focusing on one, shift to the other one, that other one, I would say refer to someone else. Say, hey, I don't think I'm the best fit for you, but this person that I know does really good work, and I think they'll be a great fit for you. As a designer and a freelance designer, if you ever cannot pick up work, don't just push it aside. Always refer it out. It gives you credibility. And this goes into the second point of how does a niche help a freelance designer? It gives you a way to target your clients easier. Um, you know exactly who your clients are. You know, I'm only looking for people that are looking for logos. I'm only looking for people in manufacturing or uh, car retail. I am, I'm only looking for people who are small businesses or startups. That's the only type of people I really want to work with right now. You know exactly who those clients are, what their pain points are, um, and what design solutions work best for their customers. Um, let me explain pain points a little bit more just for those that aren't salesish people. A pain point is something that you can, you can push on and say, hey, I know that your clients really don't see good design work. Um, they're seeing this crappy design work that is making your entire industry seem um, shady, untrustable, and not the best. So why don't we work with you and create a, a design plan that will make you look like the premier source to trust as a retailer? These are the type of pain points I'm talking about. Stuff that will make your clients say, Damn, this person knows what they're talking about. They know who my clients are and why they aren't working with us. 
or they're working with our clients. This allows you to have a targeted sales pitch that gives you a higher chance of working continuously. Um, I don't know how many times I've seen people go into meetings or pitches and they're just sitting there giving them the same spiel that's very vague because they don't have a niche. Um, and this just, this just could hurt you. Um, but if you have a niche and you know exactly who your customers are, who your clients are, who their customers are, you can hit them in a way that is going to make them understand that they, that they know that you understand them. Um, but it's also going to make it so that it sounds like you are listening to them when you might not be listening to them just because you've worked with other people in their industry and they've had similar problems. I'll tell you this. Hopping from industry to industry, people in the same industry have the same problems as the guy next door. They just might have it in a different twist or a different angle or a different perspective. This also allows you to become an expert in your niche. Why does that even matter? Why does being an expert actually even care? Becoming an expert in your specific niche means you're the go-to source. You're the go-to guy or girl. You're the person that people want to work with. This is the long game of a niche. It's the one thing that a lot of designers want but don't know how to get. Um, when they read, when people are in design school and they read design books and they hear about all these people and all the fancy stuff they've done, they see that these people did only logos or only layout designs. But they didn't, that didn't click in their head that they were niched. So, those people became the go-to source by being niched. At the end of the day, once you become an expert, you will have the reverse of how it is starting out as a freelance designer. When starting out as a freelance designer, you have to go client hunting nonstop. Um, but once that you become an expert, it starts to flip. Clients will start coming to you, asking for you for work. This is harder to do. It takes a lot longer to do. But when it happens, clients will find you instead of you finding them. But, like I said, niching as a designer is something you should do. Um, it's something that you're not going to do right out the gate. And you're going to have to do some exploration. Um, how long that exploration will take? I don't know. It could take five years. It could take 10 years. It could take 20 years. But once you find that niche and it clicks and you say, yes, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. This is what my design work should be. You will realize that, that you have got what it takes. Um, I don't know how many times I've sat in a room and realized that I know that what I'm talking about is right. And that's because I understand this niche so well. Um, just to sidetrack a little bit, but as my in-house 
work. Um, I've been in that job for six years now. I understand that industry pretty well and what will work design-wise. How did I learn that? I learned that by exploration. I learned that by testing a lot. Uh, it might be kind of scary to test design work when there's multi-million dollars on the line, but it needs to happen. Um, if you're not the one that's going outside the box, uh, the industry won't. So you have to be okay with failing when you're trying to find your niche and trying to make yourself an expert. But I think that's going to do it for this one, guys. I hope this one helped you. I hope you got something good out of this one. Um, getting back on the podcast train again. Uh, just been in a little bit of a funk. We got a move coming, so that's been kind of taking up my time. Got some stuff to finalize for that to get that all sorted out. But if you got something out of this, or if you know someone that might get something out of this, share it, rate it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe. Um, and if you're on Anchor and you have any questions, or if you have any questions, period. If you're on Anchor first, we'll start there. If you have any questions on Anchor, call in. I'll answer them. It'll be a good time. If you have any questions anywhere else, just hit my DMs up on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find Inner Geek Designs. Um, and I think that's it for this one, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Um, Wednesday, we have an interview coming out with Embla Home. Pretty good one. They're a pretty cool company. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that interview that's coming out Wednesday. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.